Just a quick note, the topic of this week's conversation deals with sexual assault and violence. Not many people are known by just their first name. We have Beyonce, Rihanna, Cher, Bono, and Kobe. When we are gearing up to fire a crumpled up piece of paper in the trash can, we say his name, hoping to emulate his fadeaway jumper. Children say his name when asked, who do you want to be when you grow up? Now, we say his name with a harrowing mix of bewilderment and sorrow. Really? Kobe? On January 26, 2019, NBA legend Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter crash. He was 41 years old. With him was his 13-year-old daughter, Gigi. They were heading to a basketball game where he was expected to coach and where she was expected to play. On board with them were two of Gigi's teammates, their parents, and the assistant girls basketball coach. All eight were killed on Sunday, including the pilot. Kobe's arguably one of the best basketball players of all time. He skipped college and headed straight to the Lakers to start his 20-season professional career. He is a five-time NBA champion and a 17-time NBA All-Star. He holds the record for the second most points scored in an NBA game, 81 to be exact, and has two Olympic gold medals. He was a ball hog, trained obsessively, and was proud to play the villain, embodying what he called the Mamba mentality. In addition to his athletic achievements, he was also awarded an Oscar for his animated short, Dear Basketball, and opened the Mamba Sports Academy to help train over 50,000 young athletes, like his daughter, Gigi. Kobe would often dismiss claims he needed a son to carry on his legacy. No, he replied, Gigi's got this. He was confident she was going to be in the WNBA. But like anyone, Kobe isn't perfect. In 2003, a 19-year-old hotel front desk clerk accused the basketball star of rape. But the charges were eventually dropped as the victim refused to testify. Kobe then issued a statement, as stars tend to do. Although I truly believe this encounter between us was consensual, he wrote, I recognize now that she did not and does not view this incident the same way I did. Although he was dropped from a few of his sponsors, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, the Black Mamba, a name derived from Africa's deadliest snake, continued to break records and play on for 13 more years. In many people's eyes, Kobe was and will forever be a hero. As the country mourns the loss of such a powerful, commanding figure, we're able to see how a legacy is formed in real time. If you're a celebrity, especially one with the kind of massive career and influence that Bryant had, your legacy is determined by more than just your actions and people's perceptions of them. It's shaped, twisted, and amplified by journalists and armchair social media reporters alike. When someone has lived a life so public and so heavily documented, it seems as though anything is fair game, just as it was when they were alive. That's why it often feels like such sticky territory to bring up the past of someone who's, well, passed. While things may have happened, and they may very well be worth discussing, it begs the question of how we should go about this, and the sort of legacy we have the power to create. We're going to try our best to answer this question on today's episode. I'm Max. I'm Emily. I'm Sam. And this is Arts Interrupted, the Michigan Daily's premier arts and culture podcast.
The first wave of news regarding Brian's death originally came from gossip and celebrity news site TMZ. As a tabloid that routinely declares the deaths of Justin Bieber and Betty White, many were initially skeptical. Unconfirmed reports from a variety of sources began to float around Twitter until the news was verified by LA police. Yet, according to Alex Villanueva, the Los Angeles County Sheriff on the case, the authorities had not yet contacted Kobe's family before TMZ published its report. It is an undisputed fact that social media has changed the game of journalism. Often, the fight to be the first source to break the news trumps a sense of moral obligation or a general human sensitivity. In the case of Bryant, there were some reports that were done according to standard journalism ethics. The LA Times tweeted, We are aware of the reports about Kobe Bryant and are currently investigating, the newspaper said on Twitter at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We will update here as soon as we can confirm anything. In addition to a general news frenzy, many publications referenced Bryant's 2003 rape accusation within their announcement of the passing of his death. A Washington Post reporter, Felisa Sanmez, tweeted a link from 2016 titled, Kobe Bryant's Disturbing Rape Case, The DNA Evidence, The Accuser's Story, and The Half Confession. She believed the seriousness of those allegations is a valid part of his legacy and his life. Those allegations should not be minimized in any way. Following her tweets, Sanmez received a number of death threats and was eventually placed on administrative leave by the Post. As of January 28th, she has been reinstated. Bryant isn't the only celebrity who's had their past dug up in the wake of their death. Recent examples include XXX, Tentacion, and Michael Jackson, whose charges we might consider more severe. These distinctions ought to be considered when we talk about their legacies. So, in the case of X, almost immediately after he died, people were bringing up his undisputed extensive history of assault and other problematic behavior. For Michael Jackson, while there was always some awareness of his history of abuse, it wasn't until the 2019 HBO documentary Leaving Neverland that his actions were brought to the front of people's minds. The difference in timing is pretty key here. It wasn't until almost 10 years after his death that people began honestly grappling with what Jackson had done, or at least the mainstream media. Compared to X, Michael Jackson was a superstar with a decade-long, incredibly influential career. Due to the circumstances of his death and the massive role he played in pop music, it likely felt wrong to bring up this history at the time of his death. On top of this, it was 2009, and we were almost a decade out from the Me Too movement and the social influence it brought about. Despite this, a relatively positive legacy can still be maintained. These were men with a lot of star power, and people will still listen to their music and they will still be remembered for the impact they had. As conversations surrounding sexual misconduct has become more open, legacies of these public figures have become much more nuanced. While we can pick apart matters of timing, it's also important to zoom out and think about why these events might have been brought up in the first place. In all of these cases, people were victimized by the celebrities. It's understandable why others may have brought up these events. Survivors' experiences are diminished all the time, and in the wake of someone's death, when there's even more publicity and celebration surrounding a celebrity, recognition of what survivors went through is all the more valuable. I think it's also worth noting how all of these examples we brought up were black men. 
Though they may have done horrible things, it's interesting how we rarely see these kind of posthumous cancellations for celebrities of just about any other identity, who may have committed crimes just as bad, if not worse. If anything, this is a stringent reminder of how biases can inform the way that journalists report on these lives and how we ultimately remember them. Generally, idolizing celebrities that we truly do not know can lead to some demoralizing revelations. Once you become famous, or in Kobe's case, a superstar athlete, you give up most of the privacy that the rest of us normal people enjoy. Also, it would be unfair to those who had their lives negatively impacted by this man to call him a saint, because he wasn't. Nobody is. Here remains the dilemma for those outside the realm of fame. How can we validate those who have been hurt by this individual, yet also celebrate their positive contributions? On Arts Interrupted, we believe it's important to look at this occurrence as a complex matter. There isn't one correct answer. So as always, think critically. With that being said, the Arts Interrupted team extends our deepest condolences to those mourning the loss of a hero. Turn up the radio We're driving down this busy Remember years ago Didn't think we'd end up this way That should be all for this week. As always, this episode has been brought to you by our executive producer, Sam Small, our content producers, Emily Ohl, and me, Max Rosenzweig, our audio producer, William Peterson, and new hire, Ben Schreier, our audio engineer, Spencer Harris, and our music is brought to you by Brad Gerwin. Alrighty, folks, thanks for listening. See you soon.